Hey there, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tina. And welcome to the Spooky Stoners Podcast. Thank you for joining us for our 12th episode. Um, <laughs> on this podcast, we talk about witchy and spooky shit that we'd love to talk about and hopefully you love to listen to. And as the title of our podcast suggests, we do all this while smoking a little Mary Jane. So buckle up, sippy cup, and let's go. Sippy cup. Yep. That's the I got that from like one of the girls' um, cartoons that I used to watch. Buckle up, sippy cup. <laughs> it was like some kind of Christian um, penguin movie, and they would be like, "Buckle up, sippy cup." A Christian penguin movie? Yeah. Oh. It was like the people who did Veggie Tales. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Veggie Tales had some bumps up. Bumps. Box. Oh, box. Some great music. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like. That tuba solo is fantastic. Yeah. In the theme song. Yeah. Actually, they they do that at the football game. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Like, in between, like, plays and stuff, like, before they do, like, an actual song, Uh the guy on the tuba would be like, (laughs) and uh, Charlie, she was going to, she played the tuba. Yeah. And I was like, you don't want to, like, learn how to play the VeggieTales song? And she's like, no, I'm done with the tuba. Uh I'm like, yeah. I yeah. understand. It was like twice or size. Yeah, I played the bassoon for a year, and then that's a heavy instrument. Yeah. That's yeah, real big. And I was not into like weightlifting, so I that was the end of my musical career. Yeah, yeah. She's probably going to go, she's talking about going back to violin, or maybe the ukulele. Oh, <gasps> ukulele. Yeah. Be fun. But I have to get through this like transition in my life. I know, because <laughs> right now we're recording live from our new studio. Yay! Uh, that's so exciting. Next episode will probably be less echoey. <laughs> Maybe. Because literally it's a room full of like, unless I just echo everything you say in the next episode. Like echo. Like an echo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we could make anything more echoey. Yeah. But yeah, I'm super excited. I have a own office now. We're not having to like do it in my flipping bedroom. <laughs> this place is great. It is. I love it. I'm really super nice. happy. It was a little chaotic, but yeah. yeah. And I already burned my sage, even though I learned something. Um, that like sage, it comes in like that bundle and it's like a sage stick. Like that's what they say. Like use the sage stick to like, you know, do the thing. Mojo thing, you know. And so like I was trying to do it and it was not like burning. It was going out like really fast. And I'm like, kept on having to light it and like I Googled it. It's supposedly it's not like a I'm like not a out of the norm thing of people asking what the fuck's going on <laughs> because um yeah a lot of people were asking the same question and it's just the bundle is too tight and so just loosen it up so now i have a bowl of sage <laughs> yeah you were burning it earlier and i almost had to leave wait you could have i'm a demon you could have stopped stop. no, i use palo santo usually mm-hmm. that's why i gave you that sage because <laughs> yeah. i was like i don't need this <laughs> yeah I love the smell of it. And actually, uh, when we got the security system installed yesterday, mm-hmm. the guy was like, oh, you're burning sage, getting rid of all the negative energy? And I'm like, yep. Oh, my gosh. It was just really weird for, like... I know, because you don't think that everyone knows about that anymore. Like, it's... I feel like, especially here in the South, we're so used to, like, not talking about it. Mm-hmm. Unless we know the other person is cool with it. Yeah. Because it could go so bad so fast. It's like smoking weed. Right. Exactly. And so it's like when someone else is like, yeah, I understand what you're doing. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, I had, like, the sage, like, right there by the front door. Um, So. Yay. But anyway, it was, like, just very rare. (laughs) Um, So we talked about what's going on in my life. New house. New place. New studio. New all the things. Anything super fun going on in your life or crazy or whatever? Nope. Nope, nope. It's all like really personal shit. You're like, no. Yeah, no. It's it's some of it actually. I'm going to talk about during my. Oh, okay. Well, it directly relates. Okay. Because everything is all about me. Always. All the time. I mean, I literally bought you chocolate today because I was like Harry Potter (laughs) chocolate. Yes. Because Dean is coming over. Because Dean is coming over. It's just like you know everything is just all about me. So while I wrote notes. That can be applied to the general population. It's really all about me. Okay. That's all that matters. Got it. So we don't want spoilers, so we won't talk about it right now. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's, I've been just really trying not to burn alive outside. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because it's 
it's bad. It's really bad. I I told my mom, I was like, there is no reason why it should be 112 degrees outside unless I'm on the surface of the sun. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it kind of gives me anxiety because it's one of those, like, it's not going to get better things. Like, next summer is going to be just as hot. I don't know. Maybe the ice age will finally hit and then it'll just be really fucking cold. <laughs> See, I don't like that either. Yeah. I don't like snow. It's wet and it's cold and it's drippy. Yeah. And it's dirty. Yeah. Like, snow's not even fun. I don't understand snow. Y'all people who like snow have it. I like looking at snow. I don't even like looking at snow. Like, I might watch a video of some animated snow. Well, that's what <laughs> I was saying. I was like, I always like do the Hogwarts yeah. snow scene. Yeah, that's fine. On my computer. Yeah. Where I'm not in it. Yeah. Yeah. Snow. But that's why we're in Florida. This yeah, that's why. <laughs> but also, now it's like, hold on, Florida's like a frying pan. Yeah. Like, wait a sec. <laughs> yeah, we can't go, like, to Georgia because it snows in Georgia. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. But also, whoo, it's hot. Yeah, it's hot, for sure. It's real hot. Actually, my car is kind of a break from my house because the car has, like, oh, yeah. the AC that flows directly on you and it's a small space and it cools off real quick. Yeah. So, like, it's nice. Because I can get it down to, like, 65 in there. What? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 that car's got a nice little AC. It, it may not, it may wobble when I drive too fast, but that AC blows full. And that's all that really matters here. Yeah. It will get me down the road, and I'm not hot. I don't care how it looks. <laughs> I don't care what noises it's making. As long as it goes forward and yeah. it's not hot, I'm good. As long as it doesn't explode, because then that would get you really hot. Well, but then I'd be dead, and then I wouldn't have to deal with heat anyway. Um... Yeah, unless just the engine and you get out. Yeah. In fun. this scenario. That would annoy me. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So tell me something with Jean. Okay, I know. I know things. So the podcast, this one's being released Monday, the 28th of August. On Wednesday, the 30th of August, is a blue supermoon. Oh, nice. It only happens once in a blue moon. Obviously. But I'm... Um... They only happen actually like once every two or three years. Sometimes every like 40 or something years, there's two blue moons in one year. Okay. Just because the lunar cycle is like 29 and a half days and our months are like 30 or 31 days. Yeah. So sometimes there's two moons in a calendar month. And sometimes there's not. And sometimes there's not. No, but there actually is. So basically it's like a quarter the seasons, you know. Okay. Sometimes there are four moons in a season. Instead of three. Okay. Is what it is, really. Like, by the sun's season. Oh, okay. Not yeah. our season. Yeah. No. Like, okay. the sun. But, anywho, that's more than we needed to know. Yeah, that, that was taking me down a rabbit hole that I was not following. Yeah, I, I fell down a little bit into it. Like, so, who said it's a blue moon? Why is it called blue moon? How come it's not blue? Yeah. Like, why? Why blue? Why not want something purple moon? I like purple better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anywho, they didn't think about that when they named it. But, like, really inconsiderate, I think. Does the harvest moon look like corn, though? No. Sometimes it looks harvesty. Okay. It's orange AF. But they could, I'm just saying, they could have named it purple moon if they had thought about me. If they had thought ahead. Yeah. A million years ago? Well, it was like 200 years ago. Still, they should have known. Okay. Really. It's just, it makes me upset. But it's fun. Okay. So this specific blue moon that we've got, and we get to bear witness to, is in Pisces, which is always fun, because it's a water sign, so you know what that means. What? Emotions. Yay. All of them. I don't want that. Yes. It's going to be so fun. Along with Mercury retrograde. Uh-huh. No. And it's on Wednesday, which is Mercury's day. Yeah. So get ready. <laughs> Triple threat. Yeah. It, so we're going to cry, uh, and that's fine. <laughs> we just cry sometimes. Everyone does that. It's okay. I don't want to cry. My, so in the... I'm an Aquarius. I don't like to cry. Yeah, you will. It's fine. Uh, so in the Luland's Witches Day book, this week, they've got the, the blue moon blurb, and it says regret. <laughs> oh! So, yay. Yay! But what they really mean is, and any of my fellow anonymous friends will understand this, is like taking an inventory of maybe how you could have responded to someone emotionally better. Okay. And, like, kind of think, you know, is there some way that you could handle those sort of situations better than that? It's kind of like just go back through 
the last little bit and think like, have I been being like my kindest, most genuine self in all situations? See, I do that all the time and that makes me codependent because I'm constantly like every situation I'm like, could I have handled that better? And be like, no. <laughs> they fucking ran you off the road. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Right. You can and, not do anything better. And hey, you know what? Sometimes, no. You couldn't have handled that situation better. Fuck them motherfuckers. Yeah. And that's fair. <laughs> and that's valid. But, you know, every now and again, like, sometimes, like, I'll, like, I'll laugh at my kid when he's doing something silly. And he'll get embarrassed and upset. And I'll be like, I should probably not then continue to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should... Real that way. He he's but very sensitive and it's very sensitive. and it's very sweet. It's so cute and sweet, and he's just the sweetest little boy. But <laughs> I am not the sweetest lady. Like I am sarcastic, and I'm gonna laugh at you. Yeah, and and then you're gonna laugh because they're crying because you're laughing. Right. It's kind of like one of those situations <laughs> when you start laughing, and it's not really that funny. Yeah. But you keep on laughing. Like I'm. You know that song, I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral? Yeah. That's me. Like, don't look at me at a funeral, especially if they're talking about how great someone was and neither of us think they were great. Don't look at me. I'm going to laugh. It's going to be really upsetting. I totally laughed at a funeral. I've laughed at, like, multiple funerals. It's a real problem. Because my mother is, like, the queen of side-eye and being like, can I break you right now? Like, (laughs) she thinks that's funny to make me laugh. Yeah. Because, like, they'll say something about the deceased, and she'll side-eye me, and I'm like, Mom, don't. Because <laughs> she'll think it's funny. Actually, both times, I've laughed almost, well, first time, I almost laughed. I was able to breathe through it. So the second time, I ended up laughing. Both times was because of music. Because the first one, it was uh, my great-uncle's funeral or something. And they were playing, like, this recording of a song, and it was, like, old, old, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like and it was like and I was like looking at my watch like watching it like go around the thing taking deep breaths because I was like if I laugh there's only four people at this funeral I'm gonna feel bad because like my great my great aunt was like literally like one person next to me too like it wasn't like I was in the back of a place or anything oh my god and then yeah. the second time was like a Catholic funeral and it was like my ex-husband's uncle and he was singing Ava Maria, and it made me think of that scene from Grown Ups. Oh. Where, like, he's doing, like, this majorly dramatic scene yeah. of, like, singing to the photo and everything. And I cracked up, and then he asked me what I was laughing at, and I told him, because we just watched that movie, and he started cracking up. And then, like, our aunt, his aunt right next to us was like, what the heck are you laughing at? And we were just like, we are so sorry. See, my mom does not break. Like, she can say anything with a straight face. Lucky her. Yeah. And, like, she knows, too. My grandmother started me in, like, theater training when I was, like, nine. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my grandmother almost put her up to it at one point. And was, like, (laughs) try to make her break character. Even if it's just her regular character. (laughs) Like, just make her laugh. And so that she can learn to not. Fuck with Dina. Yeah. And you know what? My mom has actually, we both recently admitted to my sister that we messed with her bad. Yeah, and we know it. And <laughs> we try to. No wonder why your sister hated talking to people. And yeah. She's like, I'm just going to stay over here. Yeah. My mom told her that she did that after I told her because we went to Bush Gardens and she hates talking to strangers. Mm-hmm. And so when we're waiting in line for rides, I'm going to talk to strangers. Yeah. And she would be like, Dina, nobody wants to talk to you. Like, everyone wants to talk to me. I'm a delight. Well, not only that, but you're also in line. Yeah. Like, right. what else are they going to do? But then you have I have them captive. But then. You have that awkward moment where, like, you're, you're done talking to them. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> you're you still can't alive. walk away. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what she's, like, trying to avoid is that part. And I'm like, I will talk to them for 40 minutes. Yeah, but what She are, hates that. There's been rides lined up for, like, six hours. Oh, yeah, no, we weren't. We weren't doing any of those. Yeah. No. <laughs> any hoozle. Any hoozle. Back to the blue moon. Got it. With regret. So. You're regretful of the blue moon. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's, it's on... Mercury's day in a Mercury retrograde, and it's in Pisces. So that's a lot. That's okay. a lot going on. What does what does Pisces represent? Pisces is the fish. Oh, okay. it's just another water sign. So um, I mean, you know, Pisces are great, whatever. Blah blah blah. <laughs> You're like I'm trying to think of all, who we know that's a Pisces. All zodiac signs except for like your zodiac sign is like 
I guess it's okay. I mean, they all have their merits and their bad things. Just yeah. Like, you know, like, Libras, I mean, Libras are just perfect. But oh, okay. 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 But, you know, like, Leos are really fun and big and loud, but also they're really big and loud. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Pisces, I don't know a, a super ton about Pisces. I know it's a water sign. It's, so there's always some emotion. They're not as emotional as Cancers, and they're not as scary as Scorpios. Oh, okay. Um, so they're kind of like the, we would call it mutable. Mm-hmm. Water sign, they're just, they're the regularist of them. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. I'm, I'm Googling it real quick. Yeah. You tell me more about my Pisces. So, also though, despite the fact that there's probably going to be some emotions. What? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Pisces people are known for being emotionally sensitive, gracious. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. And emotionally aware. So they're emotional. Right. But they're also like, you hurt my feelings, but I realize it's me. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, right, exactly. So, like, a cancer, I, I think so, I saw one time, a cancer is like um, a lake, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it looks real calm on the surface, but deep down under there, there may or may not be an eagle. Yeah. Um, and a Scorpio is like a hurricane, and then I think the Pisces was like a babbling brook. Okay. It's like, it's gentle, it's cool, we're fine, don't slip. Yeah. You'll fall, you crack your head open on that rock, but, yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> But yeah, so this super moon is also actually just the closest moon of the whole year. So it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be a sight to see. I would fully recommend going outside if you can. Nice. Um, I think it's going to be raining for us. Oh. Yeah, so we might not get to, like, see, see it. But or it's going to be a super creepy one with, like, the clouds. Oh, yeah, we can watch a scary movie. That'll be more fun. Yes. Except for I can't watch scary movies now because I have to sleep. <laughs> I really want to. I keep seeing a couple of new ones are coming out. And I'm like, ooh, that looks really good for me to watch eventually. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. It'll be fine. <laughs> you're going to be in a nursing home, and you're going to be like, it, now's the time. Now I can watch all of these movies, finally. Because I have a neighbor right here. I have a nurse out the door. Oh my gosh, my, my roommate will be like, I don't want to be out of this room. <clears throat> I don't want to be in the same room with her. She's weird. <laughs> yeah. So even though this super moon is, you know, we're going to be emotional and we want to like kind of take an inventory of making sure that we've been behaving the way we intend to. Okay. Um, but it is still a full moon. So that does mean you can get some shit done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Work on your manifesting and uh, shift from like problem Mindset to possibility mindset. Okay. That's what they were saying. They, you know, the internet um, was saying like, uh, this moon is going to kind of get us out of this funk that we've all been in a little bit. Okay. It's not going to pull us all the way out. We're still going to be in the funk, but it's going to be like, okay, I can see how to get out of it now. Got it. And that's what we're going to put our intentions into this whole bit. How do we get out of whatever funk you might find yourself in? Okay. That's what you need to be working on. That's what you need to be manifesting using your spell work for. For example, personal story time. Okay. Dina will be filling out all of her divorce paperwork and charging them when you listen. Good job. And doing a cord cutting ceremony. Heck yeah. Yes. It's going to be very fun times at my house. So it's full moon. I'm very excited about it because I'm like, oh. Yes. It's like the perfect time. Yeah. Really. Like the full moon. The retrograde, it's like, all right, we are getting rid of old shit. Yeah. And we're, and I'm taking my inventory, like, you know, emotionally, am I good with this? Am I sure? Yes, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> we know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I'm going to be charging my divorce paperwork under this moon and doing a cord cutting ceremony. Are you going to use any crystals or anything around the divorce papers? I am not sure yet. I was thinking black tourmaline mm-hmm. because it's good for protection. And I actually started carrying one about a month before I left Okay, to protect me from him. Yeah. So I think maybe that exact piece of it that I had in my pocket for the last month that I was with him, I'm yeah. put there too. Yeah. And then I've been making some protection salt to put around it to like, because I'm terrified. I know. The whole situation. I know. But. It's scary. It will be okay. It will be okay. As someone who has gone through that whole situation, I totally understand. Like, yeah. there's no reason 
to be terrified, but you're still terrified. Yeah. Because your brain likes to go over the possibilities. I think I think that your brain kind of gets stuck in the relationship, and you don't want to piss them off when you're living with them. Yeah. And so now I don't live with him, but I still don't want to piss him off. I'm still scared of him. Well, because, like, they could still try and, like, affect your emotions. Right. By, like, manipulating the situation. Right. And you have to, like, realize that, like, there's a boundary. Yep. You you don't have to react to what they're doing. You right. can just, like, laugh in their face and be right. like, okay, if if you're mad at me, you can take me to court. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take me to court? Probably not, because it's going to cost at least a couple hundred dollars just to get me in front of a judge. So yeah. you can be like, what? Yeah. So, like, I, I, don't, I don't like the way you look at me. That's the biggest thing is there's really not much that that person can say. Exactly. At all. <laughs> well, like, so, yeah. Like, I, it's just it's just a anxiety yeah. thing. But so, I, so I'm putting nice. so much intention into it and energy, and it's like, all right, I'm not doing this by myself. I've got all this backing me up. It's fine. It'd be great. Yep. And I just, it's funny to me how the universe is like, hey, Dina, here's the exact perfect moment to do that. <laughs> yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good so, job. Jamie, I'm happy for you. I'm excited. I am like excited. super excited. Yeah. And I've been watching a lot of that 70s show, and Donna is a feminist icon. And she said at one point, if you can't, if I can't depend on you, why should you be able to depend on me? And I thought about putting that into work paperwork. Like, also, don't ask me for shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But, well, that's the thing. is like, once you're done, don't ask for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I am not your emotional pacifier anymore. Nope. It's been crazy. I know. I'm so pumped. Yeah. I'm like, <gasps> Yeah. 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 Okay. Are you ready for a spooky story? I'm so ready for a spooky story. Okay. It's not too spooky this time. Uh. Um, but it kind of like, like I said, um, the last couple episodes are going to kind of connect one way or another. Mm-hmm. So today we are going to talk about Value Jet Flight 592. So let me just start by saying my story is about a plane crash. So if you are currently on a plane, you might want to pause this episode <laughs> and come back to it when you are no longer on a plane. So oh, that'd be you. That would be so bad. Yeah. I actually accidentally did that one time. Not on a plane. But I, would, I was listening to a Spooky Stories podcast on the way home. Yeah. And it was after the time change, so it was, like, dark. Yeah. It was 5.15, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it was fall. Yeah. And it was, like, November. Um, no, but I was, it was about a woman who went home to the woods by herself. And, like, someone was in her house or, like, something was in her house. Mm-hmm. And, like, halfway through the story and halfway home, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let me switch this off. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally evaluate your sister yeah. right now. Yeah, if you were on a plane, it's not the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so pause this, come back to it when you're no longer on a plane, because we were worried about your mental health. We, we're, we're concerned. It's a thing. So uh, my references are a podcast uh, called Flight Safety Detectives, Minute by Minute, by minute Examination of Value Jet Flight 592's Electronic Witness. And then on YouTube, there's a video. It's called Mayday Air Disaster, a Failed Attempt to Escape an Inferno. Mm-hmm. Fire in the Hole. Oh, my gosh. And then um, good old Wikipedia. So now that I got that disclaimer out of the way, mm-hmm. let me jump into the story. Now, there isn't a paranormal aspect to the story. It's just kind of a strange coincidence that this plane crashed only a mile away from Flight 401, which we talked about at the last episode. Oh. So. Especially since when all those people on Flight 401, the ghosties were like, helping, please. Yeah. Well, <gasps> Value Jet obviously did not have any parts from Flight 401. Ooh. Boy, they were bad guys. Yeah. Um, but it, Value Jet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not a great name. <laughs> Um, so it just brings up the question of what's going on in the Everglades that has made it the crash site of two major plane crashes, like 25 years apart. Yeah. So anyway, value jet was known to be, or have cheap flight tickets. It's in the name. Yep. Uh, they were so low that people started to take a plane to travel instead of driving. Though these cheap tickets did come with a price, any flight extras such as drinks or snacks you had to pay for. So, like, no peanuts, no pretzels, 
no, you know, beverages. But at the same time, like, this flight itself was going from, like, Miami to Atlanta. So it was like, no, that's not that bad. So, like, yeah, you would survive. Right. Yeah. It's not, like, yeah. You're not going to Europe. Yeah. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, delays were a norm because ValueJet was buying planes from other airlines who were discontinuing the planes due to age. The ValueJet 592 was 29 years old at the time of this crash. And, I mean, my car is a 2013. It's a Toyota Corolla. And the idea of driving my 20-year-old car to Orlando scares me. I can't even imagine flying a plane that was in the condition of my car. Um, So with these 27-year-old planes in the fleet, it's not surprising that they have a lot of issues. Yeah. Okay. So this happened on May 11th, 1996, on the way to Miami. So it went from Atlanta to Miami. Uh, The soon-to-be Flight 592, because obviously on the way down it was a different number. Right. um, Had issues with autopilot, the intercom system, and some electrical issues. Um, when they landed, the next flight was delayed for these repairs to be done. And the mechanics were able to fix the intercom intercom system and the electrical issue. However, the audio, 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 auto, not audio, audio, it's a a DJ. (laughs) It's a DJ pilot. Yeah. That would be cool. Put some tunes. Like a soul plane. Put some beats on. Remember that movie? Wasn't Snoop Dogg in that movie? I have no idea. It was like, it was, it was, that was a movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, not audio pilot. Autopilot. Uh, was going to have to wait till they got back to Atlanta. That's where their hub was. That's where their, like, mechanics, their better mechanics were. Um... Which isn't a big deal. I view autopilot as cruise control in my car. You can drive without it. It's just more preferred for long distances. So after an hour and four minute delay, uh, off they go to Atlanta. The plane, the plane, had to wait a bit on the termite, termac. Woo! This is what happens when you like. I think I said this last episode, like, this is what happens when I smoke. I'm like, mm-hmm. words do not work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, though, we can make those t-shirts. What t-shirts? Like, words do not work. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Because that's me. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, cotton mouth is a real problem. Yeah. And it does get hard to talk. Like, yeah. that one day when I called you. <laughs> you... <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was having so much trouble with my mouth. You're like, it's so dry. <laughs> oh my god, but I'm slobbering. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the plane had to wait a bit on the tarmac due to traffic of all the planes trying to leave at the same time. Uh, they finally hit the air at 2.03 p.m. and reached out to Tube. There were 110 people on board, which consisted of 105 passengers, a crew of Captain Candy Kubak, and First Officer Richard Hazen, and three flight attendants. So this is more of what I expect on a plane. Like, mm-hmm. 401 had, like, 10 flight attendants. Yeah. And, like, three people in the cockpit. Yeah. Like, this had... This is, you said this is 25 years later? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they've started cutting corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They started... And it's value jet. I mean... Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, pretty much, like, the the flight attendants were probably just there in case an emergency happened or something. There's your safety demonstration by. Yeah, exactly. Like, do not... Don't push that button. Don't push the button. They actually don't even have the button. They don't... Yeah, it's broken. The tech guy disconnected that (laughs) while he was... Be like, you can hold your question for an hour and a half because we don't need them. Anyway, so yeah, three flight attendants. And at 2.10 p.m., Captain Kubik and First Officer Hazen heard a muffled thud. And and with that thud, then I mean, it wasn't really noticeable. It was just kind of like a thump, like kind of like. I heard it, like, I heard the recording, and it kind of sounded like if you ran over, like, something right, but, in the road. Right. 
But they're in the air. They're not in the office. There's yeah. to run over. <laughs> There's nothing to run over. That would be bad. I would um, be scared. Yeah. So, with that said, well, not only that, but, like, there's also, like, turbulence, too. So, yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, so, with that said, Captain Kubik started uh, looking at her equipment to figure out what was what made that sound. She then says, we got some electrical problems. The first officer sees that the battery charger is kicking in, which means that something is preventing the main source of power from reaching the cockpit. They realize at this point they need to go back to Miami before all their equipment shuts down. Yeah. So, already, like, barely in the air, and they're already like, crap, yeah. we need to go back. So, another sip. Okay, so, one second after this, you can hear passengers scream, fire, uh-huh. in the cabin uh, voice recorder. Uh, the first officer, Hazen, requests to return to Miami when the crew control tower calls back. Asking for the reason, First Officer Hazen responds, smoke in the cockpit, smoke in the cabin, and things are just getting worse. That this reminds me, I literally heard on one of my YouTubers that I follow that like does news, mm-hmm. uh, there was an article that got released that says that there are multiple near misses with planes. Yeah. Like in the sky, in in the sky, on the tarmac, like, like everywhere, like and it's because like the uh, control tower people, I forgot their names, like their air traffic controllers. Yeah, yeah, they are like so understaffed, and that's been something that's been going on since like I think the Reagan. Oh my gosh! Like thing. I think that'd be a really fun job. Sit up there all day. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I knew someone who was. Mm-hmm. A, a traffic controller person, yeah. and she like had to like recognize planes by visual. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm yeah. Blind. And so like, and so like, uh, another friend he used to like do like little. I have two engines, and I'm flying this way, mm-hmm. and like I have, and she'd be like, uh, I don't even remember like what's your landing gear looking like and stuff, and he would like answer, and she'd be like, you're this. <laughs> it was like that's cool, but yeah. But it'd be a real fun job, though, but you would sit up there in that tower all day? I mean, you'll be working 12-hour days. Right, but you can watch all the crew. And then, like, they also have, like, mandatory overtime. They pay them time and a half? I guess. I as long know. as you don't get stuck there like a lighthouse or some shit. No. No. I don't want to be stuck in that tower. I have not heard of any ghost towers, uh, ghost stories. I bet there are some cool ones, though. I bet they got some. Didn't they? Air traffic controller stories. I bet they see crazy shit. I feel oh. like, yeah, I feel like they do I don't know. I'll check it out. Now I have. Now I'm torn. Do I want to be an air traffic controller when I grow up or a middle school librarian? <laughs> Two totally opposite things. But or both would be a blast. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I just want to make a middle school library into a haunted house every Halloween. Yeah. And have the kids raise money for books. Yeah. By being scary people. Yeah. And scaring their parents. Yeah. But like. You uh, have the most boss library in the whole world because all the kids are like, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, that sounds like way too much responsibility to like have to be no, like. No, no, I don't want to be like a teacher. I just want to be the library. No, I mean like tower. Control. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you literally have people's hands, your like life in your hands. Yeah, and like you better not be like off, off, uh, have an off day, or be not on your game. Like yeah, yeah. I better not be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. stick with them. That sounds like Arian. yeah, exactly. That sounds, that sounds better than me. Anyway. Okay, so back to our story. Um, smoke is in the cockpit. Smoke is in the cabin. Uh, the flight attendant radioed the cockpit or came into the cockpit, depending on what source you're reading, um, and said that people were having trouble breathing and asked Captain Kubek to drop the oxygen mask, which Captain Kubek didn't do, probably knowing that adding oxygen to the fire was going to make things worse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well... You don't want to have oxygen going through those hoses if there's fire nearby. Yeah, exactly. Because it'll explode. <laughs> well, it will just make it bigger. Yeah. It'll feed the... You yeah. know, it's like throwing a fucking firecracker on it, probably. That's bad idea. So, Captain Quebec tries to descend. However, the Leva engine is not responding. She is an experienced pilot. She has 8,928 total flight hours throughout her career. Good for her. I know. She's like... 90s? Hell yeah. 
Yeah. Get it, girl. And and women flight attendants, I mean, not flight attendants. Oh, pilots. Pilots were yeah. like not a thing. Yeah. Like, Especially a woman named Candy. Good for her. Yeah. Like, and they were and actually. That's a hard thing. Yeah. Like showing up to a job interview and being like, hi, I'm Candy. Yeah. Like, it's not terrible. And these days, no one should judge you for it. But in the 90s. Yeah. They'd be like, you're supposed to be. That, is that your real name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, oh, yeah, and something bad. It, this is just such a sad story. And I, I wish that I had, like, some kind of, like, spooky thing to go with it to kind of make it, like, a little bit more lighthearted. But mm. it was her birthday the day before. Poor Candy. And they, like, decorated the cockpit, like, with streamers and stuff to, like, kind Aww. of celebrate. Yeah, it was really, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, Candy. Awesome. Um, Feminist icon. Yep, exactly. So even though the left engine wasn't responding, she was able to use other sources to get the plane going back in the right direction. Okay. Um, Captain Kubek uh, knows that there's no way they're going to make it to the Miami, make it to Miami, mm-hmm. and has First Officer Hazen ask the control tower for a closer airstrip. The control tower responds with an alternative landing spot. First Officer Hazen acknowledged the interact uh, the instructions. Uh, which was the last communication the control tower has with flight 592. So it's going to get worse because value jet flight 592 nosedived into the Everglades at 2.13 p.m., going 507 miles per hour. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's a lot. Like, the most... I mean, if you slam into a wall at 50, you could die. Yeah, exactly. And that's not a wall. That's the earth. Yeah, exactly. And there was no survivors, obviously. Yeah. Um, only pieces of the plane and of people were on board were found. Like, so nothing yeah, whole just, was found. Yeah. Um, the crash was so bad that only about 68 of the uh, 110 people aboard the plane were able to be identified. Oh, my gosh. So, and some of these... People were being identified by like a tooth, yeah, or a rib. What or... happens then? What do you mean? Because I know, like with Carol Baskin, you know, mm-hmm. she had to wait like five years after her husband was missing, yeah, to, before she could declare him dead. So if they don't find a proof of your body, I mean, I would feel like though if you checked into the plane, yeah, the plane is now gone. You're now gone. Yeah. So like for insurance purposes, though, that makes me wonder. Well, I think it's only like. 24 hours, they were just like, there's no survivors. Yeah. And I think it, since it's from the um, FAA, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, since it's from the government saying that there's no survivors yeah. on this plane, and if you can prove that they were on the plane. Right. You get to the Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they probably might wait like a month or two just to make sure like the person didn't miss the flight and, you know. Yeah. Disappeared. Was like, this is my opportunity. <laughs> oh my god, that was no child support for you. That would be so bad. <laughs> the other people are actually just in Mexico. It was the whole plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were survivors, all 110. They just went to Mexico. They are now living their best lives in Guatemala. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, we could just pretend that. We can pretend that about all things. There we go. You yeah. know what? Everyone survived. It's they not a sad away. story. <laughs> we to, you know, Chile. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So as with flight 409, getting to the wreckage was difficult for the rescue crew and later the investigation team. The only way out there was by helicopter or airport. Oh, airboat. Not airport. Airboat. Um, as they were searching for parts, they would have one person in the water searching and a sharpshooter on the airboat to shoot an alligator that came near. Yep. <laughs> That's not surprising. Yeah, exactly. We live in Florida. Um, yeah. Over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. My mom showed me a picture of an alligator that was in a pool and it was like in Oklahoma County. So like real near. Oh yeah, no, they, they have them down at the, at the end of my road, that boat ramp. Yeah. They, all the time. People post. There's 12 foot alligator down there. Yeah, it was swim. Yeah, it was like in their pool. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I know. I, I freak out about my pool. I'm always scared there's going to be like a moccasin in there. Just check before you jump in. Oh, I do. But yeah. I mean, I feel like, what am I going to do about it if there is one in there? 
wave. <laughs> Call animal control? Can you do I that? No, I guess no, because I think I think actually no, because I've heard of people around me calling um about the bears, and they say to send your dog out. Well, you can't send your dog out to a water moccasin. Right, exactly. So, but I mean, also I'm not sending my dog out to a bear. Yeah. That ain't my job. That yeah. ain't my dog's job. <laughs> yeah. That's dog's job. Yeah, they're probably just like, you're in the woods. Yeah, that's basically exactly. That's what you signed up for. Right. So they kind of don't care about us out there. Yeah. They're just like, oh, don't shoot it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You got a gun? I don't. No. I, I need to get a, I'm going to get a taser. Yeah. Wait, didn't we say that like me, you, and uh, one of the other ladies that we hang out with? We were going to go do, like, a gun safety course. Oh, yeah, like, we could. We need to so do that still. Yeah. A self-defense course. I want to do that. Yeah. Yes. I'm down. Especially once it gets cold. And yeah. And it's, like, dark at night. Yeah. Or in the afternoon, getting out and doing something will be helpful. Yeah. Of not having sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. I get seasonal depression bad, so I'm going to need things to do. So, basically, we're just going to have to, like, keep you busy. Yes. Got it. Make your plans now, because after October, it's going to be cry time. <laughs> well, now that I'm, like, a little bit closer to you, I'll just be like, come yeah. over for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so they would shoot at alligators if they came near, but piece by piece, they were able to uncover the reason why Value Jet Flight 592 caught a fire and crashed. So, cigarettes. This was the 90s. They oh. didn't have smoking sections. Oh. Maybe Flight 0409 <laughs> might have had that issue. Um, so investigators were able to find both black boxes on the plane. One box carried the technical information like the speed, altitude of the plane, oxygen, air pressure information, stuff like that. Um, and then the other box had the voice recording mm-hmm. of the flight crew. So they were able, uh, they also had a load sheet for the flight. So they were able to see the items that were loaded um, in the hold of the plane, the cargo hold. And on this list, it said hundred and. 44 oxygen canisters empty, three plane tires, a couple of boxes of postal mail. That that sucks for whoever was supposed to get that mail, right? Oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. Yeah. they put mail on planes all the time. Like, you did not get that, like, check. Oh my goodness gracious, that would piss me off. Yeah. Um, along with passengers' luggage. Um, the oxygen canisters were confusing the investigators because the quantity listed wouldn't fit into to the cargo hold. Um, I was thinking of, like, the oxygen, the green oxygen tanks mm-hmm. that they have, like, behind your hospital bed. Right. Um, just, you know, help if you can't breathe. And they're huge. Like, yeah. they're, they're the size of a small child. Um, so they started to investigate what these oxygen canisters actually were. And so to save money, ValueJet used an outside mechanic company to work on the fleet. Uh, they were called CyberTech. Yeah. <laughs> Great name, y'all. This is like the most generic name for things. Yeah. Now you get Cybertech. It's very 90s. Like, very, um, it's right. so, it's so dating them too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like, I know where that came from. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I saw a, um, Trapper Keeper at Walmart today. Like, the little really cool, with like the cool designs on it. It's plastic. A cootie catcher? A what is a trapper keeper? I oh my gosh. Know. I'll Google it. Yeah. Google it. But yeah. I've heard that word, but I don't know what it means. Yeah. It was like a trapper keeper, and I freaked out, and I showed my mom, and I was like, oh my gosh, mom, do you remember I had this in fifth grade? Oh! Yeah! Oh! Yeah! I want one! Yes, there are more! Do they have on Amazon all kinds of different ones? All right, that's the subject. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited! But, but I remember I had one in fifth grade, and we weren't allowed to have one yet. We weren't allowed to have one until, like, middle school, high school. And I had one, and I had I tried to put, like, a whole room of fucking... <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. <coughs> a whole... I tried to put, like, a whole rim of, like, paper in it. Yeah. And obviously, it couldn't hold it, right. and so then it, like, my Trapper Keeper exploded. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. And my teacher, like, totally, like, got on to me and was like, that's why y'all shouldn't have Trapper Keeper, blah, 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 um, and caused a lot of anxiety. Because I was just like, I was just trying to be organized. So, anyway. I'm on Amazon now. Yeah. I'm still listening about candy. Adding, adding it on to uh, yeah, I, I, your wishes. I have to go shop. I'm very busy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yes, it aged 
Not so well. No. The names. <laughs> okay. And they're the ones that were handling these oxygen canisters. The investigators talked to the employees at CyberTech to find out what was on the, what was actually loaded on the plane. And what they found out was it wasn't oxygen canisters, it was oxygen generators. So, yeah, I see the confused look. So oxygen generators are, let me define it for you. Okay. The equipment above your seat. So when you're on the plane uh -huh. and the pilot set like the little information thing that they do first and they're like, when uh, the cabin decompress, mask will come down, put it around your face, tighten it, put your mask on before you help, mm -hmm. you know, your minor. Yeah. That is basically what it is. The oxygen generator is the thing up there and it creates a like chemical compound thing, reaction. That's the word. That creates oxygen. That creates oxygen. Breathe. Exactly. So, so oh my God. there was 144 of oh those on there. Um, so, that's not great. Yeah, it's not great. I'm trying to catch up because I totally left my notes so I can explain it. Mm -hmm. We were talking about their black boxes. To create oxygen. Yeah. Okay. There. So not only was the item listed as an incorrect item, but the oxygen generators were expired, not empty. Oh. So basically they only have a shelf life for so long, but right. like most things, they still work after that shelf life. Right. Just maybe not as well. Yeah. Everything except for like milk, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much it can stay, you know, good for a little bit longer. So, they were still functional, which means it was in violation of the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA regulations. Yeah. There we go. I did get the right thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, now there are safety measures that can be taken to make these oxygen generators safe for transportation. They could have been emptied or there is a safety cap that can be added to prevent the oxygen generators from being activated. Sadly... CyberTech didn't have these caps, and instead of emptying the oxygen generators, they just cut the string or taped the string to the canister. The string is what pulled to activate the chemical reaction to create oxygen. But without these safety caps, the string could still be pulled, yeah. and oxygen can still be created. On top of these canisters creating oxygen, the chemical reaction in the canisters create the containers to get really hot, too. Yeah. Um, like, I think they were saying, like, over 100 degrees. Yeah. So, outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the investigators were pretty sure they found the smoking gun, especially since they were finding these oxygen generators all over the crash site. Um, a lot of them were, a lot of them have been activated. However, there had been some that hadn't got activated, and that's how they found out that CyberTech kind of took a shortcut and yeah. didn't store the oxygen generators correctly. Good job, CyberTech. Yeah. It sounds like the bad company and like a, a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. So the investigators started testing with this theory. Activate CSI music. <laughs> or whichever one you listen to because there's like five different music things to it. Yeah. There's a lot of CSIs. There's a lot of CSIs now. So whichever one you listen to, play that in your head right now. <laughs> So, they used the FAA testing facility in Washington, D.C. The investigators set up the oxygen, oxygen generators in boxes and trigger, triggered it to activate. And even though the oxygen generators did not cause the cardboard... Wait, no. And even though the oxygen generator did cause the cardboard box to catch on fire, it didn't cause a chain reaction they were expecting. Mm -hmm. So, like, only, like, one or two... Started to catch on fire, but like everything it doesn't outside. like blow up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't cause the effect that happened on the plane. Right. Doo -doo -doo. Um. So they did another test. This time, they not only had the cardboard boxes with the oxygen generators. Um. They also set up airplane tires around it, luggage, boxes of mail, kind of adding more yeah. fuel to the fire. Um, this time they got the reaction they needed. The oxygen generator was activated. The fire from the cardboard box caused the luggage and letters to catch on fire, which then caused the tire to catch on fire and pop. Ah. The heat from this fire was so hot that the equipment couldn't even register it. 
and that is saying something since the equipment was set to measure temperatures up to 3,000 degrees. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, so definitely hotter than it is outside. Wow. So then people... Yeah. Mm. So, um, though the investigators believe that the temperature was closer to 12,000 degrees because the stainless steel seats that were on the plane uh-huh. were found at the crash site and they were melted. Oh my gosh. Um, so, yeah, definitely welding. You gotta take, like, you use stainless steel pots and pans. Yeah, exactly. And it melted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was a seat. Yeah. It wasn't a thin cotton pan. Yeah, it was like a thick metal. A hunk of metal. <laughs> yeah. And then also, the investigators almost caught the testing facility on fire before they put the fire out because that's how crazy this fire was. Um, so, yeah, that there's that. And a very hot fire was on the plane. Yeah. So, this is what the investigators put together on what happened on Value Flight 592. When the plane was either on the tarmac, tarmac, is that the right word? Tarmac? Yeah, okay. Yeah. For some reason, it sounds weird in my mouth, huh? Okay, or when it lifted off, one of the oxygen generators was triggered and catch the cardboard box on fire. Then the fire spread to the luggage and the box containing the mail. The heat from the fire caused the oxygen, other oxygen generators to release more oxygen in the area. And fed the fire. Yeah. Lastly, the tire caught on fire and popped, which Captain Kubik and First Officer Hazen heard. Oh, the thud. The thud. Um, but at this point, it was too late to do anything. The toxic smoke started to enter the cabin. The fire was burning through the wires that communi- communicated information from the cockpit to the engine and wings of the plane. The fire started to burn through the cabin floor and melted the seats. It is believed that once people started to breathe the toxic smoke, they became unconscious. This includes the pilot, uh, the pilots, once the smoke reached the cockpit. And this is confirmed from the total silence on the voice recorder before the crash. And all you can hear is like the rush of wind through the plane because the plane was going 507 miles per hour. So oh you could gosh. hear it. Through the voice recorder. Um, so it's kind of a small blessing that everyone was most likely unconscious when the plane hit the airplanes. Yeah. So on Flight Safety Detectives podcast, one of my references, they said that the only thing that the pilots could have done to maybe be able to land the plane was, one, tell the control tower that there was an emergency. That way they would have the total attention of the control tower person. So they could have just said the word, this is an emergency. They could have said fire. Because all he said was smoke in the cabin. Yeah. And there's multiple things that could cause smoke in in the cabin. It's not necessarily fire. Um, I mean, I'm burning sage right now. Yeah. There's smoke. Yeah. I actually was a little bit concerned. (laughs) So, um... The second thing that they could have done was for Captain Kubik and First Officer Hazen to put their oxygen mask on that they wouldn't go unconscious due to the flames. Yeah. Uh, or fumes. Um, but I'm sure, I'm not sure how much that would have helped because the fire was spreading so fast and. And they're still spiraling under control to the ground. Yeah. And the pilots only had 10 seconds from where they heard the thud and the fire started. To spread through the cabin. So I'm not sure that these two things would have actually helped anyone survive. Yeah. What they could have done is not worked for that company. True. <laughs> that's, True. That's how everyone could have survived that. Yeah. Um, for value jet not to be a thing. Yeah. Or a cyber tech. Fuck <laughs> them. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, like, the whole cyber tech thing. I don't know if I put this in my notes or not. I don't think so. I don't see anything. So, the employees... Who had these boxes? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Cybertech was just kind of holding these things for ValueJet, mm-hmm. and then like they had an audit or something, so they were trying to get rid of the boxes. So they gave it back to ValueJet. Yeah, that's, and that's just all weird. Yeah, and the employees went to like their su- supervisors and was like, "Hey, we need these caps," and the supervisors were like, "We don't have the caps. Make it work," which is like fucking bullshit that happens every day. Yeah. Just figure it out. And then, you know, people are melted alive. Yeah. So. Corporate America. Corporate America. Yay. So, 
here are the glass half full facts because I like to look at the positive side of things, <laughs> which is a little hard in this case, but I will try my best. Mm -hmm. So FAA requires fire detections and suppression equipment in Class D cargo holds. Uh, this wasn't originally added to the plane because the plane engineers didn't think fires could continue in the airtight cargo hold. That that's the Class D. Like so, it was sealed. Right, but if you have oxygen, but you have oxygen. Thanks. Hello. So they kind of added that to the regulations. Um, setting up better training is required to handle oxygen generators. Cool. Good. Um, CyberTech was fined $2 million in order to pay $9 million in restitution. Nice. Yeah. Um, CyberTech eventually went bankrupt. That, you know, they should have stayed in the 90s anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Three employees at CyberTech were charged with conspiracy and making false statements. Um, two out of the three employees were acquitted on all charges. That I don't blame them. Yeah. They went to it's their work stuff. Yeah. They went to their supervisors and yeah. the supervisors were like, just make it work. So uh, the remaining third employee jumped bail and is now a fugitive. Oh. Because he was in scared. Mexico. Probably. Same Mexico. Told y'all. He joined the rest of the crew. Have you ever seen, have you ever watched Sherlock? Oh, uh, which one? Uh, the one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. So it's in been a while. one of the episodes, there's a man who thinks his own death and the company, the car rental company or something, like helps him relocate. Oh. And helps him fake his death. And oh. then they split the life insurance with the wife. I'm going to have to watch that again. Yeah. I love, I love Sherlock. Yeah. I love all the Sherlocks. Yeah. But that's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. Okay. That's what happened. That's what happened. They're all fine. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Candy's on a beach somewhere. Yep. She's she's enjoying her birth and her next birthday. Yeah. Having a mojito. I'm glad for her. For a margarita or, you know. You know what's great is that works either way, whether she's alive or not. Yeah. So you could say she's just on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Because that somewhere could be Mars. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with it. Um, so Value Jet was grounded for only four months. And here's the shitty part. Uh, they were able to resume services with no penalties. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, they pinned it all on CyberTech. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, hey, this was their job. And they were like, I don't know. And then they <laughs> um, So, in the end, ValueJet purchased AirTran and incorporated ValueJet into it. Then, when that didn't save the company, in 2011, AirTran was purchased by Southwest Airlines. Huh. <laughs> But the thing is, Southwest Airlines also, like, probably, they're, from what I understand, they're still a pretty good company, so they probably were like, fuck what y'all were doing. Yeah. This is our company now. Yeah. Southwest is a big company. Yeah. So, like I said at the beginning, no paranormal stuff to this story. It's just a shitty situation and a lot of dead bodies. However, just because we can point a finger to a logical explanation of the crash, could there be more supernatural reason why both flight 509 and value jet 592 wait what did i say did i say 509 409 okay yeah why both flight 409 and value jet flight 592 both crashed only a mile apart um from each other in the everglades come back next week to hear more about the story about how it's connected to the florida everglades what the end oh my gosh that, I mean, I've already started kind of investigating it, and it's not as great as I thought it would be. I thought it would be like a slam dunk idea, but it's like, eh, maybe. I don't know. The other guys creep me out. We'll go with it. You know what? I usually, for the most part, I will say that human beings are like the only thing that I'm scared of. But places like the Everglades that have not been touched by humans, who knows? Yeah. Like, who freaking knows? Yeah. Could be some real ancient creepy shit out there. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even know. Well, I mean, there's already alligators in Walmart, so that's a good enough reason to, like, mind your business about yeah. the Everglades. Yeah. But then everything else that, like, you know, Mother Nature, that could be one of her, like, hotspots. And I may, might not need to go see Mother Nature in person. Yeah. She might be like, hey, I'll kill you. Yeah. She says that to people every day. Yep. So. All the hurricanes. Yeah. It's just crazy. All the tornadoes, all the fucking Maui. 4,000 degrees outside. Yeah. Like, Mother Nature loves us, but also she will murder us. Yep. And I'm not trying to mess with her. She's a little moody right now. Yeah, same. Same girl. Yeah. 
Anyways, well, thank you for joining us. We drop a new episode every Monday, so hit the dispensary or your plug and meet us back here next week for more true crime, paranormal, metaphysical, and new age shit. In the meantime, check out our Instagram, the Spooky Stoners Podcast. That's Stoners with three Ps. If you'd like to contact us about your personal true crime or cream. <laughs> <laughs> true crime. <laughs> true cream. <laughs> it's, a cream a typo. Of, it's a cream of the crop. Yeah. <laughs> We're that good now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can email us at the spooky stoners podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is stoners with three Z's. So wee wee wee. We'll see you next <laughs> Monday. And in the meantime, keep smoking, spooky stoners. I love I think I should just pronounce all typos right now. That's better. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Have a great night, y'all. Or day. <laughs>